Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Pacific Northwest Region podcast. Thanks again for joining us. And I also want to thank all of the people that provided feedback to us this week. We got some great comments. We got some good areas that we can improve on and a few suggestions on our podcast name. So Kelly and I selected People of the P&W. It's a name for our podcast, and it's a shout out to all of you guys um, for contributing to it or the people that will be contributing. We had the opportunity to share this podcast and got good feedback outside of our region to some leadership at Express, and so we wanted to make sure that we were representing our area. So before we transition into what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to give a big shout out to our sound engineer, which I like to call our podcast engineer. And it is Marcos. So Marcos, uh, hey, thanks for joining us. And thank you so much for helping us over the last few weeks. No problem. He he makes me sound bad on the podcast. I no, think no, he no, has no. A you sound great. <laughs> he has a lot of experience at this, so I'm the total rookie here. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. So today we're going to talk about building skilled trades. And we have, right now, this past year, have had three experienced skilled trades desks in our region. And actually, someone with the skills of Marcos actually was recruited into our office and is an Express associate. So we're really glad to have him here and to show some of the examples of what you can recruit. We're excited to have with us today Amanda Zender from the Bellingham office, Christina Boatwright from the Kent office, and Carrie Schaefer from the Tacoma office. So Super glad to have them all. Some of them are calling in, so you'll hear from all of them today. All three of these recruiters worked within their office and have a long tenure, but we also have them all at a skilled trades desk this year. And two of them, uh, Christina's been doing it about a year and a half, and Tacoma and Bellingham started in 2018, so haven't even worked a full desk or a full year yet within their office. So as some people heard at ILC, Bill Stoller and team announced that our goal for skilled trades industry is over a billion dollars alone. So Bill Stoller and team announced that our goal for skilled trades industry was over a billion dollars alone. And he had the statistics and the forecasting that makes that a reality. So really excited to have it already started within our region. Currently, these three recruiters had a combined over $4 million annualized sales within our first year of doing it which is fabulous. So they're billing a combined 50 clients a week just in skilled trades and paying close to 100 associates combined every week. It's awesome. So I am glad to share with you the three fabulous recruiters today and also their expertise and kind of how they got started in the business. So welcome. Hey, Amanda. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. So, wow, Amanda, I don't know, you've only been doing this for like less than half a year working the skilled trades desk, and you already have almost 40 associates on payroll every week. Great job. Thank you. So, can you tell us a little bit about your transition to skilled trades? Yes, I've been with Express for 11 years, and my most recent position prior to the one I'm in now with Skilled Trades was just a general recruiter for the office, and I just found that I was really passionate about finding the higher-level candidates for the positions in our Skilled Trades division. So when there was an opening, I was able to move on in there, and I feel like it's been going really great just because I'm super passionate about those skill sets. 
Well, and that passion really shows. So thank you for everything you're doing with that. And your tenure with Express really helps validate the quality of people that you're bringing in and the quality of service that you're providing for your office and also for us as a region and Express brand. So we appreciate everything you're doing. Can you share, you have been one of the top recruiters in just bringing in the candidates that you need to be successful at your desk. Can you share some of your top two to three recruiting sources or can I say secrets that you're currently using at your desk? Definitely. I would say my number one recruiting source would be word of mouth and referrals. I've been able to create a social media presence in Whatcom County and I think it definitely helps um, there. And then I would say that um, the next one would be resume searching on WorkSource and Career Builder, and then just social media in general has been a huge thing for me in bringing candidates in the door and getting the word out on our positions. And if any of anybody out there listening has not seen Amanda Zender's uh, live Facebook posts, um, you're missing out. So those are great success. How do you share your jobs and or your candidates with the other people in your office? I know you have a really big, successful industrial team in Bellingham. And how are you sharing and kind of passing those candidates back and forth or the jobs? So they meet every day and I don't I don't attend their meeting every day to discuss jobs, but I try to get with them at least one time a week to fully go over all the positions that I have so that they're fully aware in case they get an interview that should have been set up with me. Um, aside from that, we're just really good about checking the job order board. If I get somebody at my desk that maybe would be a better match for them, I can just look at that and offer them positions. And our industrial team, team is very good about um, checking that as well and flipping candidates to me if I would have something that would be a better match for them. Communication, obviously, is a key with that. Yes. So... As you've been just continuing to climb the ranks, what would you say is your ultimate goal as you continue through 2019? My goal is definitely to have more growth this year. We've experienced a little bit of growth over last year, and I just want to keep that trend going up. Well, you're definitely on track for that, Amanda. So congrats to you. Congrats to your team. It was great having you on today, and thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Hey, Christina, thanks for joining today. You're welcome. So, Christina, as part of the Pacific Northwest that's been in skilled trades for quite some time, you have had a fabulous first full year. And thank you, especially that I get to work with you every day in the office. But thanks for everything you've done to contribute to our success in the Kent office. Thank you. So can you talk to us a little bit about what got you into skilled trades and the transition of that? Well, I started off at the front desk, actually, and then um, transitioned into the industrial division. I went up and helped a little bit with the Alaska office for a period of time. Uh, Came back to industrial, and there was an opening in skilled trades, so transitioned over there. So how do you spend most of your day-to-day at the desk, Christina, as a skilled trades recruiter? Um, When I come in in the morning, I do a lot of the normal things that you would do as any type of recruiter check your emails, um, any call outs, things like that. But then um, I'll go to recruiting sources like LinkedIn and start actively sourcing candidates, trying to set up times that they can either come in or at least have a phone conversation. Share with us, Christina, how your recruiting has changed since you've moved from the industrial desk where you were in your last role and what proactive resources that you're using right now and finding the best candidates. 
I think the biggest difference was I had to change my mindset of finding people that I didn't have jobs open for because they would be coming up. Um, in commercial, there's a lot of different types of people that can transition into different roles, but it's not exactly the same way in skilled trades. So you really have to think of what might be coming up and um, just talk to people about what they might be in, interested in at a later date so you can call them. And you do that really well. And managing your time, I know, is challenging, especially making this change, but you've figured out how to do it and do it well and successful for your team. Thank you. So as the rest of the folks that are on this call, can you share what some of the common jobs and positions that you recruit for in the skilled trades realm? Yeah, so um, I get everything from drivers, CDL, non-CDL, um, aerospace positions, quality within aerospace, uh, machinists, uh, skilled assembly, and um, welders, fabricators. And there are some other positions that come up that uh, aren't as often as some of the other ones, but those are the main ones that I focus on. And keeping it most kind of within your matrix, I think, is important in any position that we recruit for or any role that you're playing in the office. But making sure that you kind of stay within your matrix is an important part of working any professional desk. And you've definitely transitioned out of that well. Thank you. All right, Christina. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, good luck as you continue down this road in 2019 and beyond and looking forward to continuing to see great things. Thanks, Don. Carrie, thank you for joining us. We're really glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. We love to have your talent. Um, Carrie, tell us a little bit about your transition into the skilled trades desk and your tenure with Express. Um, well, I started out at the front desk back in 2008, um, and I did the, in the front desk for a couple of years and then moved into industrial staffing, um, where I did that for almost... Oh, well, since about a year and a half ago, um, and then Jen and Monica offered me the skilled trades position, and I've been doing that since then. And you've been doing it really well, and you've only been doing it a few months, and you've been consistently billing like close to 20 clients and, you know, more than that in associates. So nice job. Thank you. Profitability is the key to this, so thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Can you tell us the main difference that you're experiencing at the professional desk from all the years you were in industrial? Uh, the biggest difference switching from LID to skilled is going to be the pace of the desk. Um, LID in tradition is a very fast pace, a lot of ASAP, next day fills, go, 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 whereas the skilled desk is going to be a little bit more of involved orders, more recruiting, more searching for that right candidate that possesses the skilled trade aspect. Um, so when I switched desks, that was a big shocker as far as the pace. For sure that is. <laughs> How are you working with your team? You have a big, successful office and team in there that does a lot of day-to-day -day production from the industrial desk. So how are you separating out, like, what jobs do you work on together? Or do you share? What jobs do you handle? What jobs do they handle or candidates? Um, typically with the jobs, we classify it more as the job duties. Um, not necessarily the pay, but sometimes that does play a factor, but it's going to be what is the person doing and what is the company asking for skill set. Um, and then as far as the candidates, that's going to be more so 
if they come in and have a specific skill set, like machine operator, maintenance mechanics, diesel mechanics, um, things of that nature would come to me. Um, and then typically people will come in and say they want to do a warehouse job, but after the interviewing, uh, uncovering more work history and information, if the industrial team uncovers skills that maybe would be transferable to the skilled trades, um, they'll pass them on to me. And then kind of vice versa, if I bring in a skilled trades person that maybe I'm putting on my matrix to MPC or find a position for, um, I would have them kind of help out the LID team doing some temporary work to keep them busy until I find them that full-time fit they're looking for. Yeah, and I love how working together, you're solidifying more of a relationship within client companies, which really helps our office overall. So good work with that. So finally, if you don't mind just sharing a couple of the most common jobs that you recruit for. Um, right now, working on my matrix, uh, or on my order, excuse me, the most common ones I have are going to be diesel mechanics, um, skilled framers for commercial construction sites. Uh, I have some foremans. I have specifically a foreman for a landscaping company at this time, and then uh, your welders, uh, machine operators. And we all know that all of those positions are hard to find, so your day-to-day work in that is really right, critical. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of reading resumes and searching and posting ads and recruiting um, all day long. Well, you're valuable to your team. You're valuable to our brand. So thank you for everything you do, Carrie. And it's been great to have you as a guest today. We appreciate you and good luck as you wrap up and this quarter and you continue to grow through 2019. Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks again for Amanda, Carrie, and Christina for joining us. And always thanks to Marcos for his great help. All of your contribution is huge. Let's continue to strive. And we already have one or two new skilled trades recruiters getting ready to start up. So this is going to be huge in our region. And we're going to be setting the pace for the rest of the company. So really excited. Thanks again, all.